0: Money, it affects our everyday life, but how do we make more of it, manage it, and make sure we make the most of our money? Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode five of the Money Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Megan. As I mentioned previously, I'm a primary school teacher and hello beautiful people is actually what I say to my students when I greet them each day. It helps me set a positive tone for myself, for my students and the session and because obviously they are all beautiful people as I'm sure you are too. Okay, today let's talk debt. In this episode, I will discuss how we get into debt and how to get out of debt What is debt? Debt is the price we pay to buy money. What? (laughs) I'm guessing you probably haven't thought of it that way before. Am I right? When we purchase something in advance on our credit card or by taking out a loan, what we are doing is buying money. Let me explain. We borrow the money to pay for the item, such as... You know, a a new pair of jeans or a large bill such as our car rego that, by the way, we have to pay for every year yet somehow seem to forget that and have to come up with the money from somewhere each year. We pay for that item with the money we borrow. We now own that item, but then we still have to pay for the money we borrowed and the money we borrow will always cost more than what the actual item costs. Are you still following me? I'll give you an example. A common debt people have uh, often have is a car loan. So let's say you take out a loan for $29,000 for a new car and you pay that off over seven years. I just quickly punched in the numbers on a big four bank website and it came back with the result. Using the current variable interest rates – I would end up paying a minimum of $42,000 or up to $47,000 for the life of the loan, which um, for a $29,000 car that's going to depreciate in value instantly the minute you buy it. Now, I don't know about you, but paying an extra $13,000 for the price of the borrowed money some people like to call that interest, seems crazy to me. And that's the minimum interest. You may end up paying 18000 more. I mean, seriously, you could get a pretty nice secondhand car with 18000 So this is how borrowing money can really mess with your finances because the cost of that new shiny thing you so desperately want right now ends up costing you so, so much more. So how do you stay out of debt? There are a few simple steps that I'll outline now. One is spend less than you earn. Two, have a budget to know what your regular expenses are. It doesn't have to be complicated. Three, put money, um, sorry, put aside the money for those regular expenses. Four, spend consciously. Five, save money for a buffer account. Six, don't have a credit card if you can't control your spending. And seven, please don't compare yourself to the Joneses. Who cares what they are doing or think? Okay, first things first, you must spend less than you earn. Duh, it's that simple. In fact, I could just end the podcast here, but for some reason, so many of us myself sometimes really struggle with this why I think it's a result of a variety of reasons many of us spend unconsciously we just put things on the card without thinking like my coffee buying example I mentioned a couple of episodes back and if you missed it I just told a story about when I calculated how much money I was spending on takeaway coffees each year it was way 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 more than I imagined because I'd never consciously thought about it before so two, have a budget. This is a great way to spend less than you earn. When you write out all your expenses, you quickly know if you are over spending and can see where to cut back. This goes hand in hand with um, number three, which is putting the money aside for your regular expenses. I covered budgets in episode three and uh, discussed ways to manage your accounts to budget for expenses in episode four. If you haven't listened to them already, I'd recommend checking them out to help you with those steps. Number four is spend consciously. We often get into debt simply by going unconscious and overspending. If you have more stuff than money, you are overspending. And this is a concept that might take a moment to sink in. You've probably heard of Marie Kondo and minimalism. It's such a big trend at the moment. And I can understand why. Some of you might not like this or be ready to hear it, but how much of your stuff do you actually use? How much of it do you love? And you have it because you intentionally um, purchased it, it has a purpose and you absolutely love it and want it in your life. I will tell you now that I'm certainly improving in the area of not overspending, but just like you, I get it. You want something so bad. It's new, it's shiny, it's obviously going to make your life so much better, easier, happier. But after the initial dopamine hit of obtaining that new shiny thing, It becomes dull and old quicker than we care to admit, and it's just another thing that we are still paying for that is cluttering up our lives. I think I could do a whole episode on um, this topic, but to summarize, buying lots of stuff you don't need on credit is a tricky business that can quickly get you into debt for no good reason. I'm not suggesting you don't spend any money or buy nice things, just Be deliberate about how you spend your money. Know in advance what you want to buy. Save for it. Really question yourself about the purchase. When I'm wigging out on something that has caught my eye and I'm umming and ahhing whether or not I should get it, sometimes I ask myself, like, in a month's time or in six months' time, will I still want this thing or will I want the money? I find that a really useful question to ask myself, especially when I'm on those online shoe shopping sites. Um, Yeah, just keep that in mind. So number five is have a buffer account. And I will cover this in more detail in another episode, but I I believe it's really important to have a buffer account, emergency fund, ODIR account, whatever you want to call it, have at least three to six months expenses saved to cover any unexpected emergencies. This is such a stress relief account and will save you having to go into debt when an emergency comes up and an emergency will come up on an occasion. These things do happen. Number six is don't have a credit card if you can't control your spending. Some big guns of the um. What am I trying to say? Some big guns of the personal finance world say you shouldn't have a credit card at all. And I don't disagree, although full disclosure, I do have a credit card. We are very disciplined with our credit card and pay it off every month. But truth be told, I'm not convinced I need it. And I'm starting to question if we should get rid of it altogether. My argument for a credit card is that if you are disciplined with paying it off on time, and you have one with no fees or low fees that you can accumulate points with, why not? I usually buy myself something with the points each year, which is a nice little treat. But on the other hand, are points really that useful? And do you use them? And are they worth getting into debt over? They're just some little things to think about. And also, definitely look at how much you're paying. Because if you're fees cost you three hundred dollars just to have a credit card which some do I mean you know they they say it's three or four hundred dollars for the credit card and you get free flights or something like that but I mean you could buy yourself a, f- a flight with that amount of money so you know just just think through those things so I've recently experimented with putting most of our direct debits onto the credit card to earn more points as we um, have the money budgeted for it and I just transfer it over but I'm finding sometimes I lose track and recently had to pay interest because I wasn't paying close enough attention and this was a simple and silly mistake that I wouldn't even have to bother with if I simply didn't have a credit card. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you are a full-grown adult who is perfectly capable of making decisions for yourself so I'll let you decide what is best for you However, if you are like some people I know who just can't help themselves, do yourself a favor, just get rid of your card. And finally, number seven is don't compare yourself to the Joneses. Another reason we find ourselves in debt is that old cliche of keeping up with the Joneses. Let me tell you that the Joneses are up to their eyeballs in debt. And I feel pretty confident about this. Let me explain. I used to think everyone must just earn a lot of money (laughs) as because so many people I knew just had really nice cars and I couldn't figure out how do they afford these cars and but now I'm in a situation where my partner and I were both in professional jobs we earn decent money and I realized that to have those cars in most often the cases is that people get them in themselves into debt to drive these cars. I think it's considered pretty normal to finance a car and considered not normal to actually save up and pay for a car outright. Um, so let me tell you a little story about this. Years ago, I used to drive to work in a ratty um, rattly old car and I carpooled with a, a work colleague who, if you're listening, I know you know who you are. Hello. Um, who had a much newer, nicer and more comfortable car than me. And now at the time I, I could have financed a car, but I was determined to save up for a house. And for sure, um, back then, I felt uncomfortable and a little embarrassed and as silly as it sounds to me now, every time my colleague drove with me, I thought about how I longed to get a new car. But thank goodness I stuck to my guns and didn't give in to that old cliche of the Joneses. As in a few short years, I had the deposit for our first property. I also had enough money to buy a new secondhand car that we still drive today. I love our little Subi, And Look, my past self would have loved to have kept up with the Joneses by getting into debt for a new car, but my present self is so grateful I didn't get sucked into that because that one little decision to keep saving laid the foundations for the investments we have today. And the crazy thing is nobody probably even paid any attention to the car I had. I'm sure it was all in my head and Even if it wasn't, who cares? I would much rather have the investments I have now than a car debt on a car that would be getting old now anyway. So the moral of that story is be okay with being you. Yes, it's great to have new things, but think seriously. Are you doing it unconsciously because that's what people do? Or would you rather make deliberate decisions about spending on what is really important to you? So I'm imagining after saying all that, that some of you might be thinking, that's all really great to know, Megan, but I wish you could have told me that before I got up to my eyeballs in debt. So how do I get out of debt that I already have? I hear you ask. Okay, here we go. So step one, write down all your debt, including the interest rate and the minimum monthly repayments. Step two is list your debts smallest to largest. Now, logically, it makes sense to pay off your debt that has the highest interest first, but psychologically, for some people, it's much more effective to start seeing some wins early. If you can knock off some debts quickly, it can motivate you to keep going with it. So step three is snowball your debt repayments. Dave Ramsey, an American personal finance coach, he outlines in his book, The Total Money Makeover, to do the following. He says, pay the minimum off all your debts. Meanwhile, pay extra on your smallest debt until it's paid off. And then the money that you were paying towards the first smallest debt now gets added to repaying the second debt and so on. So each time you pay off a debt, that money that you're using to pay off that debt gets transferred to the next debt and hence you have that snowball effect. So by the time you've got to your third or fourth debt, you're paying way, way, way more money um, off it and that's how you um, get rid of it quickly. So if you wanna learn more about this, I'll put a link to his book in the show notes and also... um, link to my outline of his book. On my website I have a section that lists all the books I've been reading and I write a little summary of what the book is about. This is a great resource for you to access if you're wanting to learn more about managing your money but you need some help with finding information. You can read about the books and see if they're suitable for you I have read a large range of books by different authors whose opinions and advice vary. Some I love and I highly recommend. Others are not my style, but they might appeal to you. I tend to focus on the information provided rather than the author's style. So, for example, Dave Ramsey, who I just mentioned, he's an outspoken Christian man who has, very con- has a very conservative voice, which may not appeal to some. But... Uh, but he has a lot of great information in his book, so I don't let that deter me, but it might not be your cup of tea. On the other side of the spectrum is Melissa Brown and her book, Unfuck Your Finances, which may not appeal to others. The point is check out the resource page as there's something there for everyone. I would love to hear your feedback and questions. If there are any topics you would like to hear about on the podcast, please email me at megan, M-E-A-G-H-A-N at moneymindful.com.au. I'd be really interested to know if there's something particular that you would like me to talk about on the podcast and also forward thinking into the next season, I want to be doing interviews with experts in the field. So if there's a certain area that you um, want to know about, for example, you want to hear from a buyer's agent or a mortgage broker, you know, let me know. I'd, I'd really like to know and provide you with the information that you're after. And please, if you're enjoying the show, it would be so amazing if you could write a review on iTunes as that helps others find the show. Have a great week. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.